we have got with us three members of the band Rotaries. Yeah, you have to love what you play yeah. or the, the crowd won't believe that. When we played the Wedgwood Rooms, being able to flash this little pass to be able to get it through backstage. When you said flash, I was thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> and some woman just walked onto the stage and she just grabbed my head and just kissed me. Right then, folks, what'll it be? Right, hello, everybody. We are back again for another episode of Two Actors Walking to a Bar. But this time, it's not just the two of us. No, no, no. We are making history here today. Um, We have got with us three members of the band Rotaries, Liam, Nathan and Jordan. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having Hello, us. Hello, Scarlett and David. Right, okay. Uh, hang on, hang on. That's not going to work, Scarlett, because we need to all say them hello individually. Because everyone's going to hear, hello, hello, hello. And they'll be like, oh, who's who? So. Oh, God, this this professional podcaster. I'm sorry. Right, so <laughs> I've got here with me Liam. So, Liam, do you want to say hello? Hello, everyone. And then we have Nathan coming through on Zoom. Hello, thanks for having us. And then there's Jordan coming through on Zoom as well. Hello, Jordan. Good evening. So for anyone that's, you know, heard our podcast, which I imagine is everyone listening. Everyone in the world, I reckon. If you've heard the music at the beginning of every podcast episode and the music at the end of every podcast episode and you want to hear a bit more, maybe some actual lyrics in between, well, these are the guys that make that happen because we've got part of a Rotary song at the beginning and end of our podcast. I actually listened to the full song today. It's really weird hearing it without hearing mine and Scarlett's voices just coming over the top. <laughs> it's not, it's not as good, I'm sure. It's not as good. Nah, I think we should just, have, uh, just overlay our voices across it. Well, the song that was used um, at the beginning and end of our podcast episodes is a song called Panhandler. I have no tissue in which to solve And uh, yeah, I'd listened to it because I was one of the people that pre-ordered the vinyl because I wanted to show my support and be a big old fanboy. The best kind of people. <laughs> Which Liam is clearly to return the favour, hasn't he? <laughs> yes, well, here's the thing, obviously, you know, Rotaries, we are so grateful that you provided us with a sample of your music for our podcast. And I assumed, considering that Liam not only is a member of the band Rotaries, but also the boyfriend of one of our, you know, hosts, Scarlett, that he would David. have listened to every episode more than once and would love it. Liam, how many episodes of the show have you listened to? I've listened to the most important two. <laughs> I was like, what? Good 26, answer. 27 episodes? Yeah, I've listened to the first episode of season one and the first episode of season three. Which means you've missed an entire series too. I am planning on having a listen to the one that you put out last week with the sex lady. The sex lady? Oh yeah, I'm interested in that. that sounds, Intimacy that coordinator. I was going to say, let's paint her in a better light than the sex lady. Yeah. <laughs> the actor sex lady. The actor sex lady. <laughs> I'm just anyway. going to apologise now for him. Right, I, could, I thought, I thought, like, you know, I've had to cut out so much shit that Scarlett said on this show for fear of just, I don't know. For I'm fear absolutely of fucking bad taste. Today. I've not even done anything. <laughs> and yet, Liam, like, I feel like I'm going to have to cut a lot of you out of this episode. <laughs> Some of the filth you're coming out with. 
<laughs> Shut up, David. You normally leave the filth that I say in. Cut it out. Oh, that makes You're me like... look good. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask if we're allowed to swear, but I don't think I need to ask that question, do I? <laughs> you can swear all you like, but if you say the C word, I might bleep it because my mum doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair enough. The 30-year-old man's mum doesn't like it, so it's a no-go. <laughs> Brilliant. Five minutes in, Scarlett's already mentioned my age. I also realised I'm probably the el- the oldest person on this episode, aren't I? Correct. By at least twenty you years. Are. I think. By at least but twenty that, years. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're old, David, does it? It's only thirty. Just the yeah. oldest. Yeah. They, there you go. Aww. And the wisest. Thank you. Plus, Jordan acts. Jo- Jordan acts like he's sixty. So at least you know. Yeah, we'll be we'll be heart, we'll be great friends. <laughs> so before we get cracking, we ask this of all of our guests. It's a very important question, you know. Blah blah blah. Build up, build up, build up. The joke is, what are you drinking? So let's start with well, Scarlett. <laughs> I saw you swigging back some bottles of something. I am. I'm on the uh, Copperberg strawberry and lime. I haven't got heartburn yet. Liam, what are you on? Uh, beer Moretti tonight. Oh, yep. nice. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a treat. I'm normally a, whatever the cheapest can in the shop is. But, um, <laughs> no, you're splashing oh, out, yeah. launch of your EP, you're like, fuck yeah. it. Well, it's not every day you're on a podcast, is it? So I thought <laughs> I'd... Uh, exactly. One this prestigious yeah. anyway. It's not every day you listen to a podcast either, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's gone to get a drink because he's not drinking anything. I'm drinking Guinness, though. Oh, for, oh Guinness? You're an old soul, aren't you? Beautiful, I am. I've also got some whiskey as well, just for afters. (laughs) For afters? (laughs) I don't know how wild you think this show gets. It's celebration week, isn't it? (laughs) You can tell your musicians if you're just like, yeah, fuck it, whiskey. I've just got whiskey on the side there. (laughs) Um, Well, while we're waiting, I... Have gone through one already? Greedy chops. I'm, I'm kind of letting the side down. I've got water in a chilies bottle oh. it's funny you say that that's the reason nathan's disappeared because he didn't want to look silly by drinking water oh, oh that's all right it's just me <laughs> i'm old you see yeah <laughs> <laughs> i see can't hack it anymore it's a very refreshing water mainly it got to like 10 minutes before we were due to start recording and i was like fuck i haven't got any alcohol i could run out oh i'll survive and not have any but um, then it took us like five hours to get the recording set up so, I that, <laughs> so it's fine apologies <laughs> We were still knee-deep in KFC 10 minutes before. Knee-deep in KFC. A lovely way to put that. Listen, I don't want to know about your two's personal life or anything, but... (laughs) Finger licking good. (sighs) Welcome back to the show, everyone. That would have been... Disgusting. Has Nathan gone to the pub? Is that where he's just... I have absolutely not. Here he is. He's coming. Here he is. Right, now you're back. Nathan, what are you drinking? Uh, ironically, I'm drinking Corona and I've just <laughs> travelled to Mordor and back to get it because we didn't have any in the fridge. So then I had to go out to the garage and go and get it. So uh, <laughs> Out to the well, garage? David thought you'd gone to the pub. Out to the so. garage. We, I've got bought um, a load of beer for my birthday. So um, we're, we're trying to yeah drink everything we've got at the moment. But, and you uh, need I'm to not... put it in a garage. Like I'd have got through that already by now. I'd just be like, <laughs> it'll be next to the fridge, just popping it Don't in. Don't underestimate David. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Well, I'd have thought you'd have drunk it all because it's obviously a reason to celebrate as you guys have released your EP, which is absolutely fantastic. I've had a listen. It's great. Um, and it's awesome. I got the nice vinyl through and everything. Oh, beautiful. Well, how did you guys get started? How did the band form? Was it just a drunken idea of, hey, let's start a band? Okay. Or was it a natural serious? We've got an idea. We've got a talent. Let's go for it. I'd actually say it probably started with you guys, didn't it? I mean, Jamie and Nathan have both been guitarists since four, five. 
Yeah, we so we started when we were in infant school, and um, you know, which is why they're incredible, by the way. Let's just oh, get that one yeah, out there. Well, thank you very much. But um, no, it's so we started at the age where you know, at what seven, eight, where everyone packs into a school hall and listens to a bunch of eight-year-olds twanging, you know, twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> twinkle little star, um, and their guitars. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Do about things to cut out. <laughs> you were waiting. You were waiting for me to finish that sentence, weren't you? Just because you killed me. Oh, I could see his face. He was literally like <laughs> <laughs> um and no so jamie and i carried on and did our grades and, and justin our uncle um always had a drum kit and never really had an excuse to play it and so um when jamie and i played did our grades which was all on acoustic and it was all classical music so it was pretty boring um <laughs> and we went to uh it was probably after reading festival yeah uh, reading festival 2016 was when we started a bit of a to catalyst, talk about it wasn't, wasn't it? it yeah yeah so we um, I had a, a real interest in the electric guitar and sort of bands and stuff after that. And so um, Jamie and I picked up the electric and uh, spoke to Justin and he had uh, his warehouse at RM Rotary, which is the company and obviously hence where we get our name. Ah, um, that's cool. And and Jordan, I think he'd got a bass. So yeah, I think Christmas. you guys had spoken about it and basically said, oh, look, we'd need a bass player. So I decided that I'd go away and learn to play the bass guitar and bought I think I bought my first guitar in December that year so 16 yeah it was about Christmas wasn't it yeah um, and then we got chatting to Liam shortly after and probably the whatever it was the January February wasn't it and um, knew Liam uh, was good at the guitar and, and um, had an incredible <laughs> voice so um, yeah we, uh, we we said to Liam did he want to come along and so yeah that's, that's, that, and that's it and the rest is history as they say well, do you remember our first gig? It was um, your mum's your mum's birthday at RM. Yeah, we we packed about you know it was a sellout crowd of about twenty, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a sellout is a sellout. <laughs> we could barely play eleven songs, and and we paid people to come. And many of them were terrible <laughs> yeah. as well, but. A lot of hard work has paid off since then, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we got told by our mums and dads that we were really, really good. And obviously, you know, t- t- took that as a massive compliment. So, uh, no, It'd but be no, really it's, awkward if they said, that was fucking shit. I'm sorry, son, but come on. <laughs> well, well good like- thing they didn't, because we wouldn't be here today, would we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing was, I think we probably they probably wouldn't have known even if we were shit because we we were playing through this little keyboard amp. Oh, yeah, it was so but, bad. That Jamie and Nathan had at home. So we yeah. were... That was all we had to fill this room with, like, quite a lot of people. Just Just through that one? Just that. It was, like, a little... Yeah, it was literally tiny. Well, if you look at what we've got now, like, we've... Every year, it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We're now tens of thousands of pounds in debt to ourselves. Literally. Um, All good artists are in debt. I'm pretty sure I'm in debt for something. (laughs) I don't bloody know. Um, So you mentioned the other two members of the band. So there's Justin... Uh, your uncle who's on the drummers yeah on the drummers <laughs> on, on the, the drummers, drummers. <laughs> he's, he's on the drummer drummers. on the drums and then <laughs> Jamie is your twin brother isn't he Nathan yeah so Jay's my twin so he's the uh, um, yeah second best guitarist in the group behind uh, Jordan obviously <laughs> that's very guitar. very harsh on Liam I just want to shout and, that one out <laughs> no, behind you on no, bass <laughs> Liam in third me in oh, fourth I see I see you've turned that one around <laughs> I was going to say, sort of going back to how we met, it was, um, so Jamie, Nathan and Jordan all knew each other from school. Mm. Um, and then we all met doing our A-levels at college. Yeah. And I remember even back then, Jamie was, uh, he used to say that he was the, Nathan probably be able to know it better than me, but was it the more technologically, physically and mentally advanced? <laughs> yeah, he would say yeah, that a lot, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> yeah, he um, he likes to put me down quite a lot, but that's that's fine. But I always have one stat over him, and that's that over our eight grades uh, out of a possible eight hundred marks, I beat Jamie by one mark out of a possible eight hundred, <laughs> and so I I do remind him of that regularly. <laughs> but yeah, he like he likes to call himself the more mentally and physically advanced twin, which he isn't. He isn't. Yeah. So was he? He was born first. He was wasn't born he? first. Yeah. By yeah. two minutes. He can't be that advanced because he's not on the show. We obviously we had to, we could only pick one twin, I'm afraid. So we, yeah. we, we flipped a coin. You can <laughs> only chose... pick the three best musicians and, and you know, that's fine. That's oh, fine. my God. Is this, are we just insulting the people that aren't here? I don't know that they're going to be a band for much longer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast would be called The Roast of J.B. Sibley by the end of it. I was saying like, oh, so how have you guys managed to keep together and be so successful? Obviously, I'll just be like, so how did you guys split up? Well, you came on a podcast and insulted the ones who weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a real Gallagher story where eventually Jamie and I will just have a massive bust up outside and the rest of the band will have to pick a side. And from there, it's, you know, it's just all messy. We'll become BDI number two, basically. <laughs> <laughs> BD knows. <laughs> <laughs> Or the high flying pigeons. Or yeah, something. or something like that. That's catchy. That's high flying pigeons. And you are. It said a high flying bird. You are based yeah. in Portsmouth, so I feel like that would work. You know, Portsmouth pigeons. Mm. <laughs> and yes, I'm insulting Portsmouth. I, it's whatever. <laughs> Literally born in the city walls, and he doesn't have a good word yeah, to say. Yeah, but I didn't live it. there. <laughs> <laughs> he lived in Fairham. It's like you can... fucking stones throw out. You could fart and in Portsmouth, and somebody'd hear you in Fairham. So don't big yourself out like something special, babe. Portsmouth's the one that's doing the smelling. Anyway, I don't know why we've just got into insulting Portsmouth. <laughs> I don't think any of us just, are insulting yeah. Portsmouth, Dave. I'm not going to lie. I think that was it's just uh, you. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> that, no a problem with it. <laughs> we wouldn't dare. We wouldn't have a following if it wasn't for Portsmouth. It's so a great city we'll on keep earth. Our mouth shut. Rotaries are a Portsmouth-based band. <laughs> um, so you guys obviously met like doing A-levels and stuff, and then the idea... It wasn't that long ago then that you kind of came up with the idea for a band. How do you actually, you know, go from having an idea to actually doing it? Because obviously you said you started with a very small gig to an audience of 20 people. Sellout is still a sellout. It's better than performing to mm-hmm. empty chairs or empty spaces i don't know if people were stood up or sat down what kind of- <laughs> we can't afford that many chairs to be honest <laughs> oh, so there you They're go literally in an open warehouse so no i think we've been really really lucky because justin our drummer obviously has got a massive space for us to practice in yeah if you speak to many bands that have split up like especially in the last couple of years it's to do with how expensive practicing is because you mm. have to pay for rooms it's like sometimes 30 pound an hour just to practice Whereas we don't have to do that, do we? We've literally, no. we can go at any time we want. We can practice as much as we possibly want. And because we've had the opportunity to have the area to practice all the time, it makes it so much easier for us. Yeah. Um, and financially, it's viable, isn't it? I think is the is the main thing. And it's allowed us to keep pushing forward and in, in making our gear better. Basically, we've got, well, the stuff we've got now is more expensive than I thought we'd ever actually end up buying. To answer your question, David, yeah, to sort of keep it going and sort of try and sound better, we've spent an absolute fuckload of money is what we're trying to say. (laughs) I was trying to put it in a nice way. But, you know, one day, you know, someone massive might hear a song and go, you know what, we'll give them a chance. And, (laughs) you know, we might make more than, you know, 40p on the... Panhandler's going to be the song as well. Panhandler's going to do it, yeah. To be fair, we had a conversation not long before we started. And I was thinking about the fact that obviously just the same as David and I, there's some extent of having to invest in yourself. Mm, yeah. So 
whereas we'll have headshots, show reels. <clears throat> You've just got to pay to get to and from auditions and the job and stuff like that if it's not expenses paid. Yeah. As musicians, you are having to invest in your equipment and yourselves to to make yourselves better. Mm-hmm. And with no meaning, no disregard towards your like your natural talent. It's just sort of part and parcel of it in order to make it. And I was saying to Liam that I don't know if it's a little bit of a misconception a bit, but in my head, I don't normally think of bands, especially not all five of you, actually having good stable income jobs yeah and being able to juggle enough time to yeah. invest your time as well um so you must be you must be quite niche in the fact that you all have the money or the spare cash to spend and us being at the age we are and things you've got a bit more of a disposable income haven't you yeah it just yeah. means we won't have a house for 20 years <laughs> or a social life because we're constantly either working or jamming so we do nothing in between but then I guess part of the thing of being musicians, you do need to spend money on decent equipment because if you've got, you know, the cheapest instruments or the cheapest sound equipment or stuff like that, it's going to have an, no matter how talented you are, it's going to have an effect on um, the music that you create. So you do need to spend as much as you can on, you know, the best you're saying about the PA system you've got and obviously, you know, getting the right kind of instruments and any repairs that have to be made to them or anything. Like you do need to, if you know, if you want to, you know, start a band, you have to be really serious about it, and that mm. is also financial as well. Look yeah. at us talking about True. money. You can tell I'm yeah. the oldest here. <laughs> I was going to say, we, me and Scarlett have had a few conversations like that, and Scarlett always says, "Liam, you can spend what you want on a guitar, but it's not ever going to make you any better at playing." That's one of her, her favourite lines. Stick the dagger in anymore, Scarlett. Ooh. That's that's normally when I start talking is... about wanting another guitar. That one comes but out. What what a bitch do I sound? So the episode that will come out before this, I basically say, "Yeah, go, David," because he quit his stable nine to five to become a full-time actor yeah. and 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 give it a shot and follow his dreams. And there's Liam telling me, I want to buy my third Gibson guitar. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now. There's me thinking, maybe one day, I don't know, we're only 23, there's no rush. And we've been like, had two years stolen anyway. Will we ever move out? Will there be room for me and seven guitars? Not sure. Probably so, not. I mean, like, Liam snuggling up in the double bed. I've got this like... image of Liam and all his guitars in this massive bed now. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's, let's make things awkward and early doors. Liam, if you had to choose between Scarlet and, and the guitars, who would you choose or what would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one answer there, really, isn't there? Yeah, so you're sleeping on the floor tonight then, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the little things as well on top of that, like in buying the speakers and everything like that. And then and then mm. sort of on our chat, we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, but we need wires and we need cables and we need, diff- you know, yeah. this and that for everything. And it's all the little an things iPad. as well. Yeah, an iPad to, to sort the new system out. <laughs> and, you know, it's just it just adds up so quickly. Mm. But, you know, it's worth it because it's although, yeah, we, we all we, we're lucky in the position where you all earn stable incomes and have that disposable income at the moment. It's fun because it's what we like to do in our space. It's a hobby time. as well. Isn't it? So the the day. it's not it's nothing. It's nothing serious. Another one for you, sir. Lawrence, would you put a record on, please? What would you like? Demis Roussos. Oh, no, Beverly. Ange, do you like Demis Roussos? Ooh. 
Oh, he's lovely. Tone, do you like Demis Roussos? Yeah, I do. Sue, do you like Demis Roussos? Oh, I don't know him. There you go, Lawrence. Angela likes Demis Roussos. Tony likes Demis Roussos. I like Demis Roussos. Susan would like to hear Demis Roussos. So, Lawrence, can we have Demis Roussos? Black Box Theatre Company presents the Mike Lee classic Abigail's Party, which will be touring across the south of England from the 20th of October through till the 4th of December. For a full list of venues and to book your tickets, head on over to www.blackboxtheatrecompany.com. So let's go way, 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 way back. It's obviously like for... For us actors, us thesps as we're known, if we want to get into acting, you know, we we train or we study, we go to audition, we meet in a room of other actors and a director goes, do that, do that, act like that, don't do it like that and stuff. But like when forming a band, you know, you've got all the members together, you know who's going to sing what, play what and everything. You get in a room, what happens? Where do you go from there? How do you actually start creating the band dynamic the songs how does it all how does it work essentially we started out and a lot of bands start out playing covers of bands that they like mm. um just as a way to get tight and get to know each other yeah um, which is musically. what we did yeah so we we started playing your classic like pub covers which we're all extremely bored of playing now <laughs> like hotel california and don't back in anger and all those sorts of mm. things and then yeah i think one day, I think it might even have been the same week, Nathan, I can't remember. We both turned up and said, oh, I've written this song. And then it, I think it was Fall to a Feet and I think it was The Avenue or something in the same week. Yeah. Then we were sort of like, oh, why don't we just start trying to put something together? Yes. Yeah, I mean, the covers, with regards to turning up and sort of getting, getting to uh, play the covers, it's a lot quicker because each of you have a... Um, a part that you can listen to time in time out on on you know whatever platform whereas with the originals it takes a little longer because obviously one of us will have this kind of pre-imagined idea of of how you want it to sound in their head and so then it's down to them really to orchestrate the different parts and how that however they want it to sound and then from there we spin off from other ideas and think actually yeah that could sound a lot better um or you know what if we change that and so it takes a little longer but it's it's a it's a really cool process really because Mm -hmm. it starts off as this kind of idea in someone's in someone's bedroom and uh you know and ends up in this you know finished product so it's cool we have had ones that have started like that and haven't worked as well not everyone will work as well it's um Mm -hmm. some you just got to know when to Mm -hmm. leave alone Sometimes you'll pick it up again later. Other times it'll just be dead forever. Yeah. In, a, in a funny way, you kind of know when it's right, though, because I, I mm. don't know if you remember. I remember the first time we played Tallulah. I just had a feeling when we first played it, I thought this is going to be a really good song. You don't get the feeling after four or five songs. You kind of sit there and think, I don't think this is going to happen. Because in the day, if we don't like what we're doing, then why would other yeah. people like what we're doing? Yeah. Because we've got to love it. If we don't like it, then why are we releasing no, it? That's yeah, the, the fit. The crowd right? feed off of the energy from the yeah. people playing the song, don't they? So you know, you have to love what you play, yeah. or the the crowd won't won't believe that. If you sure what I mean. So, but yeah, George's right. Like, there's certain songs that we play that we we still get a particular buzz off now, and uh, so songs like. Um, 
Panhandler and smart ones, for all example, the ones on yeah. the EP. You know, we still get really excited to play them in the set um, and get a real buzz off of playing them live because obviously it's nice now. It's, I mean, it's great that that now we're at the stage where in certain gigs people are singing back the lyrics, and that's a stage we never really thought we'd we'd get to. And whether that's because our our families have turned up to every gig since 2018, <laughs> and they've learned them inside out, <laughs> or, or whether you know some people haven't been to any gigs before and have just listened to the tracks on Spotify, and so that's that's a really cool feeling for us. It has progressed because, like you know, it's yeah, like we said earlier. I mean, it started off as this kind of just families, intimate families thing at. at the factory and it's turned out to you know where we do actually have people coming along that uh that we don't know um there are genuine fat like genuine, genuine fans that this, come to the it's, gigs and, it's getting to point we don't have to invite people to come to our gigs anymore we can actually put a gig out and people will actually turn up to watch us yeah and that's, which is yeah, a nice that, that, that's a cool feeling is now that there's people that that we we don't have to force at gunpoint to come to the gigs <laughs> and listen to us <laughs> actually turning up and liking the song so that's yeah that's that's a cool feeling mm. but are any of the people that you originally forced to come to these gigs at gunpoint returning to these gigs yes now? they are oh there yeah. you go Mom. the gunpoint <laughs> method yeah, works so we didn't need the guns <laughs> in the first place clearly but you know it's yeah no it's it's, it's cool it's a nice feeling they're so modest <laughs> so not only have you got people singing back to you and you've obviously got people clapping because, I mean, that would be pretty shit, wouldn't it? Imagine playing a song and nobody claps. You just be like, oh, okay. Liam would definitely make a comment on stage if they didn't, though. <laughs> Liam, would be like, Liam would say something like, you can now clap I think or something have, like that. I think there Please have clap. been a couple of those moments. I think there have been a couple of those moments just in, in the... I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're lucky that we've only had sort of one or two real bad gigs i'm not going to name the places obviously but like you know just uh, just a couple where you play a song and, and it's not the right crowd and it just falls completely flat and no one really claps and you think you know quick let's just start the next fucking song because i'm not gonna i'm That's gonna literally happened so many times. And, and take that because it's yeah it's it's pretty embarrassing but you know i, I mean i'm i'm sure every group goes through it at some point yeah. you're gonna have gigs mm. at the beginning where you know, we are getting less and less of those moments though which is obviously yeah. cause, but I think we're playing the right places now mm. I think early days mm. you don't really know what's the right venues do you you're getting chucked in random pubs and stuff just trying to yeah. get some people to look at you and think oh I like you guys um, yeah. and then you start playing the Wedgwood Rooms and the Gaiety Bar and Victorious Festival people are coming to watch you because they like the sort of music that we play so we're playing to the right crowds now so we can play whatever we want effectively yeah and they're paying money to come and see exactly, you which yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm sure humbling, no yeah. doubt. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. It's those gigs as well where you're only playing, all, if not all, then the majority is your own music as well. And, you know, people are still turning up mm. to hear that, not just the covers as well. Which is why the Wedger Drums for me was amazing. We literally had a half an hour set. We played seven originals and we had, what, what 300 people maybe in there at the point, yeah. which was the most we've ever played in front of. And everyone mm. seemed to enjoy it. And we had some great comment and it was just, it just was like the first time I really had that buzz where I thought, oh, this is what I want to do like forever. Like it's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome because we had we had people coming up to us after who we didn't know, never seen us before. Yeah, just saying how mm. much they liked the music and liked the set, and so that's that's obviously a great way to yeah. to gain new followers. And um, yeah, like you used the right word, Scarlett. It's, it's just humbling, really. It's 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 a nice yeah. feeling. I guess as well, it's good to push through those bad gigs, as I imagine, and I think yeah. this happened to you know back when i was a teenager people being in bands they had one bad gig and were like no nope, fuck it this clearly isn't working and stuff and just dropped it at that the but obviously they were people that weren't committed to it they were just doing it for like yeah we can be in a band we'll be famous and shit whereas yeah. obviously you guys uh, well did you ever have any moments like that do you ever have a bad gig where you're like 
uh, I don't know what made you push through or was it just like we know we've got something good this was obviously just not the right place for us I think the one was the Farron one wasn't it I don't know the venue weren't very receptive to our mm. music should we say and we all had a lot on that week and we were due to be playing the following week and we were like are we really up for this are we going to pull it and uh, yeah we ended up playing it and that was as Nace said that was the one where we ended up getting the Wedgwood Rooms gig out of it so we've never thought about knocking it all on the head but we have sort of thought about oh we're really up for playing this Saturday Mm. it must have made you all sort of a bit more I don't know if any of you are religious but it must have made you quite sort of like fatist like that like that time and place thing Mm. and believing that everything happens for a reason we I thought it was I thought it was fate yeah 100% exactly yeah Yeah. I think I think one thing as well that we're really lucky with is that we are first and foremost best mates because mm. when mm. bad things do happen we put an arm around each other we're, we're comforting to each other and we by the end of it all it's kind of like if any if there ever is any problems it's, it's always dealt with because there's no bad blood between anyone we're always open with mm. each other everything's on the table yeah um, and when things do sound shit we tell each other now don't we okay we, we maybe had some teething problems with that at the start but we will and uh, the, right now it's I we think, will never have any problems. I with, think it's uh, just the fact that we're all realistic. At the end of the day, we all work full time. And so this is something that we do outside of work for enjoyment. And the moment that it doesn't become enjoyable, there's a problem. Yeah, it's something that we all do in our spare time. And so, you know, it's not something that we sit there and, and go, oh, you know, crikey, you've got an, you know, another gig this weekend and I'm really not up for this <laughs> like the others. <laughs> Again, you don't have to censor yourself. You can swear if you want. Oh, crikey. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I was trying. I was trying to sense myself. But I went, it's fine. So you mentioned you've mentioned a couple of times about the Wedgwood rooms. That's really difficult for me to say. The Wedgwood rooms. Wedgwood. Yeah, right. David doing no, his yeah. best Jonathan <laughs> Ross impression. Welcome back to the Jonathan Wash Show. The Wedgwood rooms. <laughs> for anyone that's based down in like the Hampshire area, it's quite a well-known. Well, it's a well-known venue for like musicians and up-and-coming bands and stuff. It's based in Southsea. <laughs> Hello, Future Scarlet speaking. For anybody that is local to Portsmouth and its surrounding areas, I'm just going to let you let your laughter out now at the way that David pronounces South Sea because he will continue to say South Sea throughout this episode. He's an actor, darling. I think I went there once when I was a teenager many, many fucking years ago. What is it about Wedgwood that's got this quite a big reputation if you play there it's quite like oh wow fuck it they're doing quite well for i think it's this more traditional gig venue it's mm, not yeah it's not it's also un- the people that have played there that would actually be people that we love and have grown up to love have played there it's as well very well yeah band, um, bands like well oasis played there didn't they yeah Kasabian, was that, i think that's correct well, early doors. kasabian uh, oasis you know there's some big bands that have played there and yeah. i think it's just this you know there's some there's some other gig venues in pompey but yeah. The wedge is this this smaller. I, I'd call it a more traditional gig venue. It's dimly mm. lit. It's not well decorated in the sense that it's not about how de- well decorated <laughs> it is. It's just it's just it's a music venue. You know, yeah. it's practically all, it's practically all black. Your feet stick to the floor, but you know where you stand with it. And it's the I'll toilets just, it's are a grim. Black box. I saw it is scarlet. Yeah, exactly. It it's, really is. It's, uh, yeah, and so it's just a really cool venue. But it sounds amazing in there as well. The acoustics yeah. are great in yeah. there as well. Yeah, the acoustics. And don't wear your favourite clothes because if you go to something a bit raucous, then somebody might throw a cup of piss over 100%, you. One hundred percent. So it's yeah. basically an indoor festival. <laughs> <laughs> when we played the Wedgwood Rooms, being able to flash this little pass. At some burly blokes sitting oh, on the door uh, to be able to get it through backstage. When you said flash, I was thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, he'd, and then he'd open the door for you and be like, oh, come on through. 
That yeah. was uh You felt like the dog's bollocks, to be honest. Yeah. It was our first experience of sort of a real what I deem a proper gig. Backstage, that we had, the we whole had our own room yeah. backstage. Yeah, everything about Everyone it. Everyone sniffing coke off the table. The, the, yeah. the, our table. The drugs <laughs> The drugs were free, you know, so <laughs> Everything Disclaimer, we are joking about the drugs, right? Yeah, 100%. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> they weren't free that evening. <laughs> that must make a huge difference compared to probably rocking up through the main entrance of a pub and going, hi, we're the band? What band? Yeah, with yeah. the guitars in yeah. our hands. Yeah, just and, like, they, and they say they're us. double booked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had it the other day, weren't we? Was it you, George, saying we played this gig and um, we'd gone to collect the, the money at the end and the bar lady's gone, you could have told us you're bringing so many people. <laughs> We'd have put on more staff. We well, like, sorry for making how, you a shitload yeah. of money tonight. Thanks. So yeah, that, you're exactly right. It's the turning up and sound checking in this dingy corner <clears throat> and then having like the three blokes that sort of left there from the end of Soccer Saturday, <clears throat> sort of just finishing up their point, ready to go in for their dinner. And they sort of catch a sound check and either sort of, you can see them having a bit of a dig. Or yeah. The good thing is now we've had plenty of practice of dodging the pint glasses as they fly towards us. We're you good know, at that usually, now. <laughs> yeah. Usually the pint glasses. That's what we're constantly running us. around on stage. Yeah, <laughs> and we weren't experienced enough at dodging them. So there were a few black eyes, a couple of stitches, but now we're, <laughs> no, now we're, uh, now we're experienced. I imagine as well, like in pubs, there might be some people who just gone for us, I've got to have a quiet drink. And suddenly they hear, Woot! test test it's like oh fuck there's a band in here yeah and there might it might just be <laughs> people that are just there at the pub not knowing there's a band it's like oh for fuck's sake and that's not a good start you've got you you're gonna go to venues like that for audiences that do not want you there and don't want yeah. them to be banned yeah. and also for some reason i don't know if this has happened to you but every time i've gone to a pub and there's been a band on there's always one very drunk middle-aged woman that gets up and just is the only person dancing going like that. I always end up snogging Jordan as well. <laughs> I knew that was going to come. <laughs> He's like, welcome I, to Cougarville. Well, yeah. I don't know if that speaks volumes for us, Liam, that we haven't been snogged, or whether it speaks volumes for Jordan, that he's clearly the best-looking member of no, the No, I think it's because I'm a 40-year-old bloke, as you've already said. So can we elaborate on this? Um, so what, what happened? Uh, so I can't remember. I think we were playing Hot Stuff at the fair room. And whilst I was playing, some woman just walked onto the stage and I was still playing. I couldn't like do anything. I was stood playing the guitar and she just grabbed my head and just kissed me. And I was kind of, I was kind of like, <laughs> I don't really know what to do right now. I'm still playing away, the song. You? And I was kind of like laughing. And then she just spent the rest of the gig dancing really provocatively right in front of me and staring at me. And I was kind of a bit like, I, I have no idea how to respond to this. At that point, George was grateful he had a bass guitar in front of his crutch. <laughs> He's like playing it out here, like, arms aren't long enough. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the only word Jordan was holding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is funny, Dave, you say about sort of rocking up at pubs. We had we had one as well where we literally had to wait for this couple to finish their dinner. Yeah. To set up, yeah. Up. Now. <laughs> it's like, they had yeah. some bloody... Coco Van or whatever it was. In a pub. Not very nice. What kind of pub was this? Ah, uh, it was. We we I think me and Jordan potentially. Just, I might be getting the wrong date here, but me and Jordan we'd just gone and got a bloody tuna sandwich from the co-op, <laughs> and we've rocked up and had rock to sit and, and watch roll. this couple. Yeah, yeah, sit and watch this couple finishing off their red wine jus or whatever. 
before they could move the table and we could set up. Oh, my God. Was, um, yeah. Tuna sandwiches before you see your adoring fans. I, I don't I know if I had a tuna that. sandwich, to be honest. I think maybe Liam had one. I'm not, I'm not sure. No, Jordan had tuna sandwich later on that evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but then that is a problem. I've, I've been to the fair and I was there a couple of weeks ago for a for a business meeting and uh, not even joking <laughs> and the stage is essentially the floor as you walk in you're not yeah. separated yeah. from so anyone could just walk up to you and start going way or snogging you or whatever that's the risk you take dave you roll the dice every time at one of these pub gigs it's russian roulette you never know what's going to happen <laughs> another one for you sir so obviously you've gone from pubs to the Wedgwood Rooms. And then um, this year you performed at Victorious Festival, which is a big festival that happens in South Sea at the end of August. Yeah, that was must have been incredible. How did that come about? We spoke, we, like Nathan, we got speaking to the geezer after the gig and uh, he said, oh, I'd love to put you on next year. And then Nathan suggested in that week, he said, oh, just, just follow up with him and just sort of say... Um, I'll really like thanks very much for considering us for next year. And then we sort of spoke for a bit and I, we sort of said, oh, let's also say if you do get any cancellations for next weekend, we're free and available. So we shoved mm. that in the text and within about 10 seconds, he'd come back and said, oh, I've got a cancellation. Do you want the slot? So it was literally fate again, wow. to use that word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a... So I keep coming too far from the mic. Okay, um, <laughs> you're too close now. Well, yeah. right, I'll position it, you. Well, that hurts. <laughs> um, we sort of got the details through, and then we realised that we were going to have to adapt our set slightly because um, we weren't allowed our sort of usual uh, equipment, amps, drum kit, etc., on the stage. So we decided we were going to play a stripped back sort of acoustic take on our EP which that sort of resolved itself quite easily and we didn't have to think too much about what needed to go in the set. But I'm sure the other lads would agree. We actually had quite a lot of fun reworking the songs. Yeah, we did. Putting things together for that. So the guy from Victorious who saw you at a gig, did you invite him to come along or was he just there? He was there anyway. He's a a promoter in the area. And we were playing at one of the nights that he was promoting. At the end, someone introduced us and then we sort of had a bit of a chat and... um, yeah, went from there, really. It's important to always be working after our gigs sometimes because you yeah. always got to see who's there. And sometimes it's more important than the actual gig because if you, if you end up talking to the right person mm. afterwards, i.e. similar to Fair when we've got the Wedgwood rooms, you end up making more opportunities out of just showing you're a nice person, showing your face to these people. Obviously, you've got to show you can play some music, but after that, if they like you, yeah. they'll go, actually, do you know what? We like you guys. I'd like you to come and do this and you get opportunities and... We were, I say we were lucky, we have earned it, but we were lucky, I guess. <laughs> so how much notice did you have? Betwi- so how, what was the time period between texting that guy saying, <laughs> if you happen to have any cancellations, to actually being on stage at Victoria? It was 10 like, days, I think. 10, 10 or 12 days, days yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's it was, insane. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And we had a great turnout as well. To be honest, because we weren't on the lineups because we were put on so late, we, we just assumed that mm. no one would know we were there. And we probably had just under 200, maybe. Yeah. It was pretty amazing it was it was yeah it was one of those that it kind of went too quickly though it kind of finished and we were kind of yeah. like oh well that was that it had its perks though in that you know it was a 30 minute set and that was the same as what 
pretty much everyone else was given um you know mm. you get a ticket to the festival and so we were able to go and you know see who we wanted and obviously there's the the flex that you get of oh I'm one of the performers and so you get past the queues and stuff like that so that was that was that yeah. was pretty larry wasn't that's it, probably my favorite day. bit just go you go what, what are you doing here i'm a performer and they're like oh yeah go ahead. yeah, yeah open okay. the spare door for us and to be fair i always get the oh so you're one of the groupies um <laughs> which groupie i'm pretty sure the sort of the slang sleep for it is band. basically yeah sleeps with it's, not positive. it's 20 percent true though <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> when you're in conversation with somebody it, like perhaps somebody that hasn't isn't maybe big on bands but it's come come along and, and mm. they get chatting to you and and they'll be still, and I'll, I'll maybe be with liam's mum or something like that and, and oh so you're one of the groupies then and i'm like that's Ooh. his mum um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i sort of i don't know where the fuck i was going with that what was i saying something about being a jump in the queue ah yes yeah that was delightful i mean i'll take I'll take the groupie name so long as it means I don't have to wait in the queues at Victorious. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are definitely at Victorious next year, which is, I've got the dates up, the 26th, 27th and 28th of August 2022. Um, do you know when you're going to be performing or how many days? Or No, no, don't know anything. Not even sure what day yet. Okay, um, well, then you've got to book tickets for the whole festival so obviously. you can make sure you can be on the day when Rotary's performing. <laughs> well, it, it'll probably be either Saturday or Sunday night, maybe about 9, 10 o'clock. Probably on the main, on the main stage. stage, yeah. yeah I mean, on the main. We'll, we'll be, <laughs> the, we'll be the biggest name on the line. I'm not going to confirm anything. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> well, you never know. Like, Imagine if he's booked you on like quite a small stage. You could t- for Anything can happen between now and 2022. You could be like main stage worthy and this guy would be like, fuck, put him on a small, small stage. <laughs> Shit, quick. Bump whoever the fuck's going to be on the main one. Put rotaries up there. See you later, Rita Aurora. <laughs> We're having the big guns in. Put some real music on. Um, so your EP launch has happened in the t- time that this comes out. We're talking from the past or talking about the future and stuff. Um, where can people access your new music? No one knows. What a pause. <laughs> Come on. I was waiting for him. If, if, if they'd like something they can hold and rub <laughs> and sleep with at night Whispers. no you can't buy me for the, for the night you can't buy me for the night <laughs> you if want something you can hold just go to a gig find jordan <laughs> at the minute he's wearing a yellow shirt so he'll always be wearing that and just give him a big old snog if you love the music even when he's playing so you can you can get it physically which is um a massive thanks to a, there's a local record label called Weekend Offender, and they basically exist to help unsigned bands get their music out into the world in a physical format. Because uh, as you know, it's sort of easy enough to get your recordings out, whether that's a podcast, a song, or whatever electronically. Mm. But yeah, so they they agreed to do a, a vinyl run for us as well as um, CDs, um, which is an absolute godsend because I think looking into um, the prices of actually getting some vinyl pressed in the quantities that we thought we'd sell. Yeah, it was you'd have to end up sort of charging people like 30, 40 quid to actually make any money back on it. So um, To listen to six songs and it's a bit... Yeah, it's definitely a big, big thank you to them. And obviously there's the, the sort of standard streaming platforms as well, your Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon Deezer, Music. Amazon Music, um, whatever else. We're uh, everywhere, basically. LimeWire, if you're still into illegal downloads. What? <laughs> Are you advertising illegal downloads of your song? <laughs> cut that, cut that. <laughs> no, that's staying in. 
to send people in the right direction, what are the names of, what's the name of the EP? And do you want to tell us the names of the songs that are on the EP? So Go the on, EP, if you do the honours. Thanks, mate. The EP is called Tales of the Modern Man. Um, and the songs are uh, Trapdoor, Murmurs, uh, one that hasn't been released yet called Panhandler, or will have been by the time people listen to this podcast. Which, of course, is obviously the podcast is, intro is, and yeah, outro. You can get to hear the full song. Um, yes, thank you for letting us use that for free, by the no, way. No, you're more than welcome. <laughs> That's okay. And then we have, uh, what ones have I said? Tallulah, Fall to Her Feet, and Smart Ones. guys over at Mayfield Studios and particularly um, a gentleman called Sam um, kindly remastered the tracks for us and we revamped them compared to the usual single versions that you currently hear Um, so they're sounding bigger and better um, and obviously you get Panhandler as an additional to that. And obviously by the time this episode gone out you'll have had your official EP launch which is at Groundlings Theatre. Hi everyone, Future Dave here. So that gig I just mentioned, the Rotary's EP launch gig at Groundlings, it was supposed to happen this Saturday just gone, but unfortunately one of the band members had a positive PCR test for COVID-19, meaning that the gig has now been postponed till Saturday the 6th of November. Uh, It was originally sold out, which is absolutely fantastic news for the band. Um, unfortunately myself and Scarlett are now no longer able to attend because it clashes with one of our performances of Abigail's Party but what that does mean is that there is a possibility that some tickets may go back on sale so keep your eyes peeled we'll put some information in the description for how you can book tickets Uh, that's at the Groundlings Theatre on Saturday the 6th of November so be sure to check it out if you can Back to the show. Obviously, you've got Victorious next year. Have you got any other gigs lined up at all between now and then? Should we discuss The Loft or... Christmas. Yeah. This is an exclusive. Oh, Oh my God. We love an exclusive. Uh, So we've Saturday the 18th of December. I believe it's it's the 18th, but it's the Saturday before Christmas. Um, We are doing a one-off Christmas gig, which we did a couple of years ago, which was a really good night. Everyone went, enjoyed it. We, We sometimes do covers of Christmas songs, so... Um, but we're redoing it again this year round, um, and I'm hoping we might have a support act, but we won't say who. It's yet. worth coming just to see our drummer sing his one song. We say it's become a tradition. We've done a Christmas gig once, but it had the feeling <laughs> about it, didn't it? Yeah. That's on Saturday, the 18th of December. Where is that, and how can people book tickets? So that is at the Loft in Albert Road. So it's above the King's Pub in Albert Road. With regards to tickets, once uh, well following the groundlings gig will sort of be announcing that and putting ticket sales out and, and sending the link out and so, so by the time this actually goes out it might actually already be on sale but yeah, <laughs> i don't so know how quickly all, we all, work all i'd say is is if, if you're a fan of the music and you enjoy it and you want to come along to a a more i, I won't i won't use the term informal but a fun-filled gig where we'll probably throw on some costumes and stuff like that if yeah. you want to come along might be some listen, free t-shirts so, yeah sing some christmas songs then um yeah i love free t-shirts keep, keep get yourself eye, down there then keep an eye on keep an eye on the social media and uh and the, yeah the ticket link will go on there awesome come for the free t-shirt stay for the awesome music exactly and that's in south sea isn't yeah, it yeah that is south sea yeah. where some people might not know come on down south sea portsmouth it's a lovely area honest i <laughs> oh. don't to <laughs> i've got another exclusive and it's to do with our our wonderful hosts and a certain thing that they're going to be appearing in oh in yes the future 
Oh, yes. Yes. So, in order to help us mark and celebrate the release, uh, we're going to be bringing out a music video to our song Panhandler. And our our hosts, Scarlett and David, have have kindly agreed to lend their fantastic acting talents to star in the video, um, which we're very grateful for. And... um, I'm not kissing him. (laughs) Okay. What, Jordan or David? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, we're filming that soon, aren't we? So um, That'll be good fun as well, hopefully. All systems go at the moment. It's a fun little Easter egg as well, because obviously Panhandle is the music that we use in the podcast, and then we're going to actually be in the music video, which is... Yeah, exactly. It's come full circle now. It has, yes. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So we'll be spamming that on our social medias as soon as that's come out. But, yeah. I think That's basically we're saying exclusive. we need to write another song for you to use as your intro music in future, and then you can be in the video for that as well. <laughs> this is just a way of getting free actors for <laughs> your music videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. But yeah, so check out all of Rotary stuff, and you've got social medias. Just search Rotaries. I guess yeah. yeah. One to do. We're the UK we'll... one, not the American one. If that's uh, not clear yeah. from our voices, there's an American one. Oh, yeah. boo! They're their rotaries. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, mm. and that's that's something we're we're not the rotaries either. We're um, just rotaries. Yeah, just rotaries. Not just rotaries. Just rotaries. It's not the band <laughs> called just rotaries. <laughs> oh god! It will be now. Rotaries. <laughs> Out of pure anger of people calling us the rotaries, we will be caught changing our name as of tomorrow to. Just rotaries. No, no, not just rotaries. Just rotaries. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one word. It's one word. There's no there's no gap there. No, a little one of those little dashes. <laughs> it's becoming a very long name for a band. Not just rotaries. Just rotaries. No, just one word. There's a dash in there. No, the the band. Well, that's an episode. That's an episode. That's awesome. how we finish now, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yes, brilliant. Uh, Liam, Nathan, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you as well to the other two members who we abused. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for having us, yeah, both of you. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming thank on. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone go check out Rotaries on, well, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, probably also does music. So go in that search bar, type the word Rotaries and fill your boots. And I'm not we bought a pint the other day with with the uh, money we paid yeah. off of, of all the downloads so far. We had to split it between five of us. <laughs> yeah, we split a pint. Yeah, one pint, five straws. Yeah. If you want to sponsor Rotaries, buy them a pint, <laughs> buy their music. <laughs> Some of that money will go towards alcohol. <laughs> all right, brilliant. Thank you so Thank much. You Excellent. Guys. Thank you very much. You Thanks Bye. for having us. Bye. Bye. What are you two still doing here? Go on, sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Sickers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.